everyone. Welcome to Pure Hustle Podcast. My name is Mike. And this is Orlando. And we're here now for episode four. Episode number four, man. Moving forward. Moving forward. Hopefully you guys have uh, enjoyed the previous three episodes and uh, uh, we've got a lot more coming. So keep listening. Yeah. And hey, thanks to all of you who have started, you know, putting some like and subscribing to us on Instagram and Facebook and, and all the social platforms. It's been awesome. Yeah. I mean, these episodes are coming out once a week, but we're constantly uploading stuff onto social media. So whether it's things we're finding while we're out shopping, uh, some tips we're noticing. So, uh, yeah, make sure you're following us. There's there's a lot of information you're going to miss if you're not following us. Yeah, so I appreciate it. A lot of knowledge you all have shared with us has been great. So it, it's been awesome. Yeah, you guys are awesome. Thank you. All right, so uh, a few things we want to catch up from our last episode. Well, not the last episode, but the last catch-up episode, right? So we have one episode where we kind of talk about how things have been, and then we sometimes delve into topics. So our last one was we were delving into ideas of research. Uh, but two episodes before that, our very first episode, you know, we kind of ended that episode and we were talking about what we're going to do next and what we were looking forward to. And you had mentioned something about garage sales and you wanted to, you were looking forward to haggling. Oh, oh man, it was great. I, I, I finally got to, to get out to some garage sales. I mean, I've been hitting thrift stores pretty hard, uh, which is great, but man, garage sales are amazing. So I've done a few. In fact, like I think it was last weekend, I went to um, I think like thirty-five houses. That's was, that's legit. And it was five houses, and it wasn't all community sales. Like there was one community sale that had like ten houses. But I mean, I was driving house to house to house, and yeah, doing the haggle thing. It was awesome. Now it's interesting because both of us went to garage sales that morning, but yep. I guess we went to different parts, totally different areas. Yeah. Wow, thirty-five houses. I would say. I hit 35, and I had scores, but it's, I'm interested in your scores. Are we going to hear about those soon? Yeah, I mean, definitely when we get to uh, some of the hustles of the week and the, the bolos, I'll talk okay. about some of them. But one thing I noticed, like, houses are so different. Like, each garage sale you go to, I mean, I've gone to some um, where people, they, they want to charge you the price for the item that it would cost if it was new, like what they paid for. Isn't that like, crazy? I paid $20 for this, so I'll give it to you for 19 And it's like, oh, that's... I don't know if that's how it works. And then I went to one house in particular where they were almost giving everything away. In fact, they did give me some stuff. They were just like, oh, do you have a kid? Here, take these toys. Like, nice. And they had some really nice things. And the bummer was there were other people there too. And some other people were grabbing some of the things I wanted. And they were like, oh, yeah, all those bags, two bucks. Uh, oh, yeah, that thing, a uh, dollar. And I'm like, no, like I wanted that. Now, here's my question to you. Did you find... So you talk about those houses where they want to sell it as what they paid for new. Did yeah. you at all try to negotiate with them? You know, I, I, I've, I'm getting to the point, especially now that I realize um, how many different garage sales there are, at least right now this time of the year, that I'll, I'll try to negotiate. If it's an item that like I know I'm going to make a killer profit on, maybe I'll negotiate a little bit. But if they're pretty firm and, and they're not willing to move, I'm moving to the next garage sale because there's somebody else has got something that they're, they will give me for a cheaper price. Okay. So what about, did you see any, sometimes I find these things at garage shows where they have like the eBay listing next to the item. Did you see any of those? I have not seen that oh, yet. Those are crazy. That to me is, hey, it's time to move on. Yeah. Or my favorite line that I get sometimes is, well, I can get more for that on eBay. Yeah. yeah. And I think we talked about that a little bit last time too, was people will say that. Um, but I think realistically, if they were going to sell it on the internet, they were going to sell it on the internet, right? Like I, I went to one where there was a box full of video games that were like old Sim video games, like Sim 2, Sims 2 or whatever. Okay, okay. Um, and they were selling for like $15 on eBay. So it wasn't like an extreme amount. And so I tried to buy the whole box, you know, for like one price and she wouldn't go down. And she's like, well, I looked up each one of the games on eBay and they sell for about 
And I'm thinking, well, then why are you trying to sell them out here instead of just selling it on eBay? Like, Now, did you pull out your phone and, like, try to look and, like, just show her? I mean, she was right about what they were selling for. She was saying— Like the oh, sold listings, not yeah. the, what they are selling for. You know, I didn't—that I, 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 was one of those instances where I was like, I'm not wasting my time here. I've got another garage sale that I want to get to. I get it. Peace. I mean, I have had it where there have been items that I really wanted, and so I've I've done it. I've gone to the sold, and I say, hey, just I want to be real with you. Like, this is what they're selling at. I'm a reseller, and, and it's worked sometimes. It's still converted to sales, but I would say most of the time, <laughs> I'm not trying to be rude, but I just say, hey, you probably should list it on eBay. Like, this is what it's going for. You know, go for it. Yep. And, you know, I, I feel some justice and I just walk away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the other thing, too, is people forget. I mean, if you're a reseller, you know, you understand there's the shipping, there's the eBay fees, there's the time it takes mm-hmm. to ship. There's and all I bring of that, that I bring that up, too. Now, did you – you talked about you were looking into making deals. Did you, did you find yourself able to, like, haggle or get prices down? You know, I did – it was kind of like a, a, a mixed thing. It was like I went to some where they were almost giving stuff away, where I didn't even have to haggle. And there were some where they were haggling too hard and they wouldn't budge. And there was a few that that I was able to do the, um, how much you want for these shoes? And, and they were asking $5. And I'd give you a dollar. And they say, no, no. And so I start to walk away. And then, okay, okay, a dollar, right? So, you know. Oh, you did the walk away yep, trick. the walk away trick. I don't know if that's the best one, but... To me, I kind of already had a set in my mind, like, this is the kind of the return on investment I want on these shoes. I'm not spending more than two, so if I can't talk them down to a dollar, then, you know. Yeah, my favorite line sometimes is when they ask you, like, how much are are you willing to pay for this? And I always let them know, I said, do you really want to ask me that? They're like, sure. And so I said, okay, uh, how about a dollar? And I'm not trying to be snarky about it. That's really what I would love to pay for it. I'd love to have it for free. Like, yeah, you know? I know. I don't go free. I go dollar. Like, you know, one of the rules of negotiation I learned early on was you never give the number first. Mm. You have to have that awkward silence. Like, awkward silence wins most of the time. So, that's a, that's a good point because I there's been a few times where I, I've tried that. You've you've kind of taught me that. Um, ask them what they they will take because then you have a starting point that you can go lower than. Um, and I've tried asking them, and they say, well, you make me an offer. And instead of being silent, I, I give them the $1 offer. But I think I'm a little too weak on it where I say something like, you know, I don't want to insult you or anything, but I probably should just be like, a dollar. Just be awkward. Just $1. just wait it out. Just like <laughs> just silence. You know, good, bad, and the ugly, like with the music in the back and just stare at them and just say, no, <laughs> just come on. Just just tell me. Like, what would you what would you want me to pay for this? Oh. And and sometimes, you know, you, you'll be surprised at what people tell you. Because most people don't want to, they don't want to, they just want to get rid of the stuff. Yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, I was supposed to go to auctions and I did. Yeah. How did it go for you? You know, <laughs> it wasn't fun. No. Uh, but I didn't go to like a live auction. I think okay. that was the problem. I went to the preview. I remember I talked about, right. I wanted a preview and, and I did. There was like a Bose uh, wave radio there and uh, there was a few other items there and they were good. And then, you know, you go online and you bid, but I find that, like, unless I'm constantly checking on it, and it wasn't like eBay where, like, on the eBay app, it'll tell you you got, you know, five minutes till this closes or one more minute, get your bid in. There was none of that. So I put my bids in, and I guess I didn't win. I never hear, heard wait, back. Don't hear anything? Yeah, I didn't hear anything. And I, I and I put in some good bids on some of the items. So I definitely, I'm going to start looking for a live auction. Okay. And, and maybe we'll, we should do a video of a live auction sometime. No, yeah, that'd be great because I'm, 
I kind of have worried about those. I've seen those online where you get to go to see the preview and then do the online one. And I kind of get the feeling that is this going to be like pawn shop prices where they're trying to sell, you know, stuff for the pawn shop prices or antique store prices instead of garage sale prices? No, I get that. I would say at this auction, no, they definitely, there was no reserve. Okay. So if you were able to like find something that others weren't interested in, you could have had a score. Hmm. So but a, it didn't tell you like how many people were bidding against you or what their bids were. No, you you just you saw it was like eBay kind of like mm-hmm. you never see the maximum bid. Like on eBay, you bid and then you put a maximum bid. Gotcha. Right. So you never know what anybody's maximum bid is. So you're hoping it's better than everybody. So if your bid is B, you know that means they bid your, they beat your maximum bid. Right. So, all right. Well, hey, uh, let's talk about some current. Wait, I forgot about this. So Toys R Us is closed. Do you feel sad about that? I'm I, I'm a little mixed on Toys R Us closing. I I definitely feel sad, but I I it wasn't a big store of my childhood. We didn't go a lot, so okay. I don't I don't have that nostalgia there. But I can I can certainly see that if I grew up going to Toys R Us, like I think I'd be a little heartbroken right now. See, it was a big deal for me. Was it? Like that's where I remember getting my Super Nintendo. Mm. Like I remember going and seeing it behind the glass case and just eyeing it up. And I remember. And not my Super Nintendo only, but my N64 and then the GameCube. It's kind of like any time a new console came out. I mean, this was before, you know, there were GameStops and and all these, you know, Best Buy wasn't a big deal yet. Like, Toys R Us was pretty much it. Or KB or Good Guys. Remember Good Guys at all? Circuit City. Mm -hmm. But Toys R Us was, like, king. And so it was sad. Yeah. Uh, But it was also a great opportunity. Uh, you know, my I ended up going up to L.A. Actually, I, I spent two or three days. There's a video that's going to come out eventually. Uh, as soon as I'm done editing it, it's going to be a work in progress. <sighs> but uh, that's more Mike's deal than mine. But we'll see. Uh, so, you know, spent a few days in L.A. And I, I try to hit about, I want to say, 14 to 16 stores in wow. over two days. Did but you just clean them out? Like, go in and... You know, it's funny because I've, I've been hitting Toys R Us stores. I do Amazon on the side, too. Uh and it's FBA, and so I've been sending out a lot of stuff. So I would say for about since February, I've been going to Toys R Us probably every week. Because wow. there are some stores that started closing in February in the San Diego area. So there was one that was done by the end of March. And then the big announcement came and said they're all closing. Mm-hmm. So I always learned, I was watching uh, a YouTuber, and he had discussed that the sweet spot is when it gets to like 50 to 70 is when you really got to start buying because once you get to the 70, 80, 90, like, it's pretty much junk that's yeah, left behind. All, all the good stuff is gone. It's all gone. So I bought a ton of stuff already. Mm. But I ended up going, and some stores were just scary. Mm. Like, there was, like, nothing. I'm sure if you wanted to find a Power Rangers, something Mighty or something Fortress Zord or something, it was some big old box. Literally every store probably had, like, 50 of them. Really? That and was, so, like, the thing nobody wanted? No, but I'm sure somebody, like, I actually made money on those. Okay. I would say probably back in March I was mm. buying. I probably I think I bought at least five to ten of them, and I bought them for twenty. I sold them for ninety. Oh, like nice! Really fast, but I don't know where the market's at. I don't even care. Like I'm sure it's bad. So, question for you, since since you are a little bit more in the Amazon game and and you do the uh, that portion of of reselling, do you think? Walmart is going to kind of pick up the slack of where Toys R Us was. I mean, obviously, it can't devote as much to the store to it, but I've noticed that listening to Pandora, Walmart has got an insane amount of commercials now about being the toy store. Like, oh, really? Are, yeah, so like almost every other commercial that I hear is is Walmart mentioning how many toys they have, what types of toys they have, and I feel like they're trying to fill that that void. 
So uh, from the reseller side, do you think that they're going to pick up some of those? I think so. I think I've also heard of KB is going to kind of make a return. Like they're going to have like, like pop the one in stores. every mall, like the KB stores that used to be. Yeah, like, yeah. Like part. they're going to come back. They're going to do like some. T- I think it's going to be like Spirit of Halloween. Okay. You know how they show up for a little while. They're and just around they during Christmas time. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be something like that. So that's going to be interesting for the reselling game. Huh. Q4 is a big deal. Uh, you know, with the Toys R Us, what ended up happening, I I sent 50% of what I bought into Amazon. I kept another, actually, I sent probably 30%. And then the other 20%, I'm I'm holding on to till Q4 because, again, I keep saying Amazon, like, you really got to be careful. So Amazon has these new storage limits. And if you don't hit a certain, like, inventory performance index, mm. that already sounds scary. <laughs> Like, you, they will charge you for overage and storage. Okay. And the long-term storage fees are now being charged every month. Ooh. And so you could be paying some hefty prices. Or eBay, you know, you don't have to worry about any yeah. of that. That's I mean, why I as keep long pushing as you eBay. have the storage, right? Like, yeah, as long as you have the storage. But, you know, it, you got to make sure that you are careful about what you buy. Like, eBay, you don't you buy something and it's not, it doesn't sell for a while. You can decide to keep it or yeah, donate, donate it. Donate it. Yeah, I've already took a, a whole kind of stack of stuff to um really salvation army not not like a lot of things but a few things that i purchased that that i kind of after got home and did more research like my the research i did in the field wasn't as good as it should have been type of thing and i get home and i'm like uh you know i spent a dollar on this and i thought i'd make 20 and turns out like i might make five and it's just not worth my time to you know take the pictures and list it and ship it so there's a few things that I took uh, back to the Salvation Army already. But what I've noticed with the storage issue, um, I kind of have a small little corner of the garage, and it, it was supposed to be like a tote. And then as I've been doing this and have been successful, my wife has allowed me to kind of expand that tote to a few more totes. Oh, good. A couple of shelves. and So she's and in. She, like... She's definitely into it. But we, we kind of have this thing going right now where it's like, wait for a few items to sell, go buy a few more items, wait for a few items to sell. So at this point, I'm not looking to have like several thousand items in a store. Um, I'm looking at having things that are going to be big profit items that don't take up a ton of space. But as more and more money is coming in, it's going to be easier to make the argument of, hey, let's have the whole garage, right? Like, No, I get that. I mean, I started off with, you know, a closet and I had four totes in that closet and then it went into 20 totes in the back patio. Then it went into a whole closet devoted to jackets. So all my kids' stuff ended up in drawers. <laughs> and then it eventually got to storage units, warehouse. Speaking of kids, wh- what do your kids think when you bring home car loads full of toys? I, I-, I think they're <laughs> innocuous to it. Like, okay. I-, I don't think... Like, they don't feel anything anymore. Okay. Like, I, they don't even ask. It just sits there. Like, imagine I took my seven-year-old to, like, all these Toys R Us stores, and never once did he ask for me to buy him something. Mm. It was just business. It was just, I, I, I can't explain it. Now, I did buy him a few things. Right. You know, I thought it was kind of mean. Like, <laughs> we went back into the hotel room. We ended up getting the suite just so I could put everything together to, like, ship the next day. And there were toys galore, right? So I felt it was really mean for him to sit there with all these toys and not have anything. So, yeah, I picked up a few things here That's and cool. there. So I, real quick, I want to share, and a lot of you saw the video uh, that I posted that Freddy Funko, it's like 36-inch display. So about You should tall. have brought it in. That would have been cool to have maybe, maybe we'll have studio. it in here. Yeah, bring maybe, it in next time. And uh, maybe I can just store it in here. Anyways, <laughs> um, <laughs> and it was scary. The thing was that, 
that day, I was pretty much done. Like, all the Toys R Us were, like, dead. I went to this one store over in Santa Ana, and I knew there were board games there. Like, it was one of the last stores that had board games. So I was thinking, hey, maybe there'll be some I can buy to flip. I show up, gone, everything mm. gone. And I see this display, this Freddy Funko display that at one time I had thought about purchasing. Like, I thought, hey, they're going to sell this. Well, what I found out was that the vendor was actually collecting these from stores. Hmm. And so when I saw him locked up in a cage, I kind of felt bad for the Freddie Funk, even though he's not a little <laughs> kind of weird. But uh, I go, wow, like they're selling this. And, uh, you know, they're selling it for a 1000 And the bad part about it is that everybody in the store has sentimental attachment to it. Right, right. And I was like, oh, this isn't good. Because I asked right away. I said, hey, so are you willing to work with the price? They're like, no, we really like it. And there's a part of me that believes that they wanted to like buy it themselves. Like they're hoping that nobody would buy it. And so eventually they're like, no, we're not going to, we're not going to budge on the price and you have to carry it. Like we're not going to help you. I mean, they're pretty, they did not want to sell it. I I think I heard some feelings. Like I wasn't trying to. And they had told me that they had called somebody else that was going to come in and buy it. And so I moved on it fast and I said, okay, I'll buy it. Mm. So the moment I bought it, I had to go to my car. If you see in the video, I had to go to my car. Luckily, I still had boxes and packing supplies. Somebody had called. No, actually, I had called. Somebody already walked into the store and said they wanted to buy it. Oh, man. So we're talking about, like, within a few seconds, like, I almost lost that on that sale. So if you go on eBay right now on the comps, they're selling for about two to 3000 So I'm kind of up in the air. There's three options. One, I can keep it because I think it's awesome. Two, I could resell it now and make two to three K. Uh, Shipping is going to be a beast right. because it's like ceramic. And I'm so scared that it's going to break. It's going to break. It's gonna How much fall. does it weigh? 35 pounds. 35. Pounds. Like, so it was hard to get to the car. I literally had to put it in the box with all the packing supplies and like drag it because they wouldn't even let me use one of those U-boat carriers. Man. I, yeah, they were not like. They weren't happy with They you were at all. not happy with me. And so and they've got nothing to to lose at this point. Like it's not like you can leave a bad review of the their job, right? No, like I, know. I know, and I get it. I mean, it was their last day. You know, they're, they're out of a job. I mean, it was it must have been a hard day yeah, for them. Absolutely. So I get that. So got it back to the car, and so option number three is uh, hold out and see in Q four. So I think I may go down that road. Okay. So maybe Freddie Funko will hang out with us for the next few weeks. And, and with those kinds of things too, I can imagine that over time. I mean, you're going to have to store it, but over time, the the desire and rarity of it is going to keep going up and up, right? Like, yeah. as right now, there's probably quite a few people who've purchased, you know, similar ones at stores that have closed down. But over time, like, those resellers are going to not be selling them anymore, and, and you're going to be the only one. Yeah, and if it's true that the vendor was trying to collect all of them, that means there's only so many out there. Right. So right now, if you go to eBay, I think I saw seven that were, on, were trying to you know, people were trying to sell and that two or three of them had sold in the last week. Mm. So we'll see. We'll see. So, but Toys R Us, a lot of fun. It was just, it was crazy. So give me a a, a rough estimate. I mean, I feel like everybody in, in the reselling world, a lot of videos I watch talk about like gross, like how much money they're bringing in gross. But, but if you can estimate by the time everything sells, what's your net on, 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 on Toys R Us closing, you going and buying stuff? I don't know. And the reason I say this is because I found it's kind of crazy. During, I would say, the 
fifty to seventy percent range. I walked into some stores and I and I there's a feeling I had that like they were gonna bring stuff out of the warehouse mm. that they just forgot about. Because they I know I saw these signs that said, you know, clean out the warehouses daily. So, you know, I've worked in a warehouse before, and sometimes you forget about things. Yeah, stuff's just sitting in the back on a shelf somewhere. Yeah, so I ended up at one store. There was a whole wall of toys that I knew were released probably early 2000s that were, like, retired toys mm. that were out of circulation. And I, I saw a whole wall of them, and I bought the whole wall. Nice. <laughs> and nice. and I'll show you. There'll be a video on this page. I got a whole picture. It's a huge receipt, and we'll talk about that in another episode. So. You know, it gives an, so let's say I paid, you know, 4K for all those toys. Some of them I've already sold for, let's say I paid 20, I've sold them for 100, right? So let's say I have, I don't know, 500 of those items, right? And I paid $20. I'm, we're trying to do some math. What's 500 times 20? That's what, 10,000? Oh, don't ask me about math. I that's think it's, <laughs> I think it's, anyways, that's why it's hard to tell. Right. I, and the other part that I'm worried about is how's the market going to be? Mm. Right, because yeah, I do have this specialty. I have all these items that I bought that I know that like nobody else has. So there's one toy I bought that I paid twenty dollars for each of them, and I bought fifty of them. And I go on eBay, and there's only three listings. Wow! And the last two sold for about hundred forty. Wow! Right, so I I don't know where that's gonna land. So we'll just have to wait and see. Um, but you know, I a lot of them already have been sent to FBA. I don't try to keep a lot. I'm just holding on to a few things here and there. So we'll just have to wait and see. And and, and what I'm trying to go, going back to the story is that there is so much inventory that we do not know about. Right. Like if everybody was buying the same toys from Toys R Us, mm. maybe everybody's holding on to it in some kind of warehouse. And then when Q4 hits, market's going to get flooded yeah. oh. and prices will go down. Or everybody's trying to sell it now. Prime Day is around the corner, so mm -hmm. maybe people have already sent in the inventory. Like, don't know. It could be very good for everyone, or it could be very bad. And, I mean, if you've got the storage space, like if you said Q4 this year, the market might flood with people who are releasing the Toys R Us items. But then next year, who's going to fill that gap, right? So at, at some point, one point or another, if you're willing to hold on to the stuff, you're going to probably get the money you're looking for for each item. True. Unless no one cares about it, yeah, you get the beanie baby, you know, phenomenon. Speaking of which, I saw two of those today that I, I almost was looking at getting at a. Don't do a, it, Savage. No. Well, here's the thing. So I, I didn't want to do it, um, and I didn't, uh, but I looked them up. It was in a package, and I looked up the name of this beanie baby, and there were some going for five dollars and some going for like three hundred of the exact same one. Really? And like I, going or sold for? Sold for. This was really? sold for. And I couldn't figure out, and it, a lot of them were saying that it was like an error in the printing, and I couldn't tell because it was in like a new package what the tag said. Uh, and it was like, uh, what's the chance that this one's an error? And ah, uh, forget it. I just, I didn't want to hold a bunch of toys in my house. So. But it's worth the gamble. I would have Maybe. Thought. But like, pick it up for six bucks, try to sell it for three on eBay. Like, I don't know. I that would have been a real gamble. Like, that's almost like a, a scratcher, right? Like, <laughs> open up the tag. Is it the error misprint? Oh, yeah. no. No, no, I get it. It kind of reminds me. Anyways, I have another story. When we were young, this is not relevant at all to any of this. Uh, my parents, I remember we thought we won $10,000. Oh, but what ended up happening is they didn't fully scratch it, and they missed the decimal point. Oh, no. So it was only $100. Oh, 
So, you know, that that was pretty sad. Yeah, that'll that'll do it. Anyways, that's totally off topic. All right, let's get back to the show. Cool, yeah. All right, hey, so uh, some current topics, you know. Um, let's talk about eBay Glitchgate for a little bit. Do you know anything about eBay Glitchgate? You know, I, I, I'm not as into that scene. Uh, I don't know as much about it right now as you do, but I have noticed, and I, I thought it was maybe just, you know, my my phone or because I'm kind of a new user, but, like, I'm having a hard time getting views on, or, like, seeing how many views. Like, I'll look at an item one moment, and it'll say, like, oh, I've got 63 views on this item. And then I look at another item, and it says zero views, zero views, zero views. I go back to that one that had 63, and it says zero views. And, you know, so there's a little bit of frustration there. Like, wait a minute. Like, <clears throat> how do I know? Because that's kind of how I can a little bit gauge, is my pricing right? Is this in demand? And, and maybe it's just, it just makes me feel good knowing that I've got a lot of views on yeah. an item. Uh, so I'm assuming that's probably part of this eBay glitch gate. Yeah. I mean, the, the views thing, I think, has been happening for two to three weeks. So mm. hopefully, you know, by the time we release this podcast in a few days, it's fixed. But I'm not anticipating that. Uh, the So that's been frustrating. I, I'm not very big. I used to be very big on, like, oh, how many watchers do I mm. have? But I ended up looking at the metrics, and I would say, I would say, you know, out of ten items, maybe five of them, five of them would have watchers. So watchers, unless you have an item that has a ton of watchers, they're not really a determinant whether something's going to sell. Gotcha. Sometimes people would just want to know, are you going to make the money that you're trying to sell it for? You just crushed my heart a little bit right now. I'm so sorry. I've got a few items, and I've I've got up, and I've I've got like one or two watchers on them. I'm like, okay, this has a watcher, maybe it'll sell. Right. No, I get it. I get it. No, but, you know, sometimes I watch things, and I'm just mm. like, right now, I think every Freddy Funko I'm watching. Oh, man. And maybe everybody else. And I'm just watching because I want to know what it sells for. Gotcha. Like, I'm not going to buy it. You know, so who knows? So uh, there's that. There's the, the bigger one is the pictures. Mm. I don't know, have you heard at all about the pictures? I haven't had any problem with pictures. What's going on with that? So what's going on is pretty much people have lost all the pictures except for their main gallery picture on their listings. Like losses, and it's no longer on the 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 listing at all. No, yeah, like so. If you were to let's say you wanted to buy something for someone, like you would go and let's say they it says eight pictures, you start clicking, and after the first picture, there's no pictures. So even on yours, like on the seller one, like so, it's not just that the customer is not seeing the picture, but like the picture is gone. Like you can't even. So you would have to go because like right now I'm thinking about if this was me, I've got items in totes, in bags, packed up on a shelf. If I had to go get all of those items down again and take pictures of them, that would be devastating. I know. Well, and it is devastating. I mean, there's a lot of people that have things saved, like on a Dropbox account or some kind of cloud. But, you know, like me, once I list them, I, like, deleted my pictures. Yeah. And, I mean, I, if you do it on your phone, it doesn't save the picture on your phone. It just the picture immediately goes from the eBay app to the eBay. So it's it's not being stored on your phone at all. So... Yeah, so there's a lot of people Oof. that, you know, are going to – I've heard of some going back and, like, retaking pictures. I'm not going to do that. Mm. I, I just – there's just too much inventory. That would be nuts. Now, I am trusting that eBay – and I've said this a lot. I, I kind of had mentioned this on, on the Rally Roots. Uh, they had this live show this past Sunday, and I had commented on this, and actually Ryan Roots had brought this up that, you know, eBay is a company that wants to make money. Right, and the way they make money is because of their sellers selling right. items, and so I truly believe that they're going to do everything in their power to make this right. 
Mm. I've already heard of some sellers that lost a ton of pictures and they've gotten some of those pictures back. So I would tell everyone, like, hold steady, hold tight. Now see where this goes. Uh, I think eBay will make this right because it's a big deal to eBay to let this keep happening. And, you know, hopefully I'm right and I'm not wrong. If I'm wrong, you know, don't know where things are going to land. That that definitely will be interesting. Do you think they're going to just make it right in the sense of uh, fixing the problem? Or do you think they're going to try and compensate? Like, because so many people are affected, um, we're going to give everybody 100 free listings. Or It, might, be, might... it might go down that road. I've... Some people have talked about that. I know there's there's another a YouTuber, uh, Lindsay Glenn, I just saw on her Instagram that she said that, you know, she had this uh, rant that she made on this, I think it was on the video, or I saw the Instagram one, and eBay had personally contacted her mm. and said they wanted to make things right. But basically she had been communicating that if you are one of those people that had this glitch affect them, to call eBay directly and let them know what's going on. Or you can also go to Twitter, ask eBay, and let them know through that format. So we'll see. Mm. Uh, I don't think it's affecting me yet, but I'm kind of scared. Like, I don't want to look. Yeah. yeah, no, that's. That I'm just scary. trusting that. It'll get, maybe that's unwise. I'm, I'm still selling items, so I'm thinking people are seeing pictures. And I, Okay, I did. I looked at maybe 10 items, and, and I didn't see any, so I'm just going to let it go. All right. Nice. Yeah, another one that I saw that might – I don't know if this is part of the same, you know, glitches or bugs that are happening right now. Um, I, I'm at a, a place where I'm ready to start my first store, right? Like I've gone from, I'm just listing items and luckily eBay has been giving me, I'd say every month for the last, you know, two months that I've been listing stuff. Not only have they upped my, my, uh, a number of listings I could list, but like I get some kind of special where it's like from now until the end of July, you can upload 1000 listings for free, right? Like no okay. listing. And so I'm getting a lot of these. So I haven't really had an issue, but I'm getting more and more items in my my inventory. So I'm thinking, okay, it's time to get a store. And when I go to start the store, it says I'm not qualified because I need to link my PayPal. There's no, like, it doesn't matter what I do, how I click it. It says I'm linked. I've, I've As soon as I click on it, it just brings me right back to the same page. There's nothing I can do. And I've looked it up and there's quite a few other people having this issue right now. So. Okay. Wow. That's interesting. That's a new one. Yeah, like no I'm, one's talking about that one. Yeah. I might have to call. Um, I mean, cause I've, I've looked it up and it looked like there's been posts on the eBay, like help support site as early as like 2014 up through 2017, I was seeing that this was an issue. So it might be a reoccurring thing. It might be an issue with PayPal. I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, keep me posted. Keep yeah. us posted. Yeah, Let for us sure. know. Uh, also, you know, the eBay markdown limitation, not too big of a deal, but well, I don't know. Maybe it is to some. So basically you can't actually now you can, but initially you could not put items that you had new, newly listed on sale for 14 days. And so that hurt a lot of people. I, you know, myself, I always put things on sale like right away. Mm. So I put them at the price I'm hoping to get. And then I have these small windows that I like to put the sales on. And supposedly sales, again, we'll talk about this in our conspiracy episode. Sales are supposed to like work with the algorithm and put you higher on the, on the mm. page. So eBay actually, and you saw this on our Instagram at Pure Hustle Podcast, I uh, had, you know, this past 4th of July, actually they're working on 4th of July. That's some respect there, yeah, I would say. Maybe. maybe this was respect. at 7 in the morning, 7.30 in the morning. Uh, they basically had stated that sellers can now add items as a markdown sale event, even if the listing was previously in another sale event within the past 14 days, as long as the listing price has not been changed. So as long as if you haven't changed the price, you're good to go. Oh, that's nice. So uh, is that something you need a store to do? I haven't done any. Yeah, you need a store. Okay. 
So, and I would say once you get to a certain amount, I would say once you get to 25 or so listings, I don't, I don't know where you're at, but maybe 50, it's probably good to get a store because yeah. there's, you can see metrics, you can see sales, you can see all these different things. It's really helpful. Yeah, I'm definitely ready to, to get to that point. And then eventually you get the shipping. Yeah, you get some free too. shipping supplies. Not just the, the supplies, but don't you get potentially if you're like a top rated seller, you can oh, get yeah. discounted it's shipping. Huge. Like sometimes it's 25% discount. Wow. Sometimes it's 40% discount. Hmm. It all depends. So okay. I definitely go down that road. So if you're a new seller and you, you know, you're questioning whether you should get an eBay store, again, we are not sponsored by eBay, right? <laughs> nope. Okay. Nope, nope, nope. We wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors for this episode. But I, I strongly recommend you get a store, at least a basic store. I'm I'm at the mid-level, and it's 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 paid off. I'm getting to a place where I may need to go next level, but I don't know if I can pay 300 a month. Oof. That, that's, that's pretty a, hefty. That's hefty. Yeah. yeah, so we'll see where we go with that. And then the last one, uh, free returns. So to be a top-rated seller, and this isn't ClitchGate. This is just eBay policy now. Uh, to be a top-rated seller, you have to offer free returns, meaning that you will pay the shipping on an item that someone is returning. Mm. And so it doesn't matter whether the person didn't like the item, whether the item was effective, whatever reason, if there's buyer's remorse, they should be allowed to return it for free. And mm. that's affected a lot of people, especially people I think that sell hard goods. Yeah. That's a big deal. Like I sell a shirt and it's free return. I'm out three bucks. Right. You know, it's worth it to me if I do the math at the top-rated seller ranking. But if you sell hard goods, I think that's a hard one, especially if you sell big items. Yeah, I mean, well, and, and if you're getting the discount, for instance, the first time to ship it, do they get the discount to ship it back Yeah, to there's you? still a discount, okay. I believe, but it, it's it's still, like, you're losing money. Yeah. Well, and you're, there's probably a point where it's almost worth it to say keep the item, right? Like, by the time I pay for you to ship it back, depending on how much you, you made off it, but by the time I pay to ship it back, it might not be worth even relisting, right? Because yeah. now by Sometimes I tell people keep it. Mm. But the interesting thing about it is that even Amazon doesn't offer free returns. So Amazon, I don't know if you've returned items on Amazon, like the only time you get a free return is if something doesn't work or it's mm. effective. If, if you put something like, I don't need it anymore, or I changed my mind, or I found a better price, they charge you shipping. Mm. So it's kind of interesting that eBay, you know, it kind of seems like they, they try to, kind of get be current with everyone else, that they're very different in offering these free returns. So we'll see if they keep to that. Because I've heard it from a lot of sellers that they're just going to, what they're doing is they're either, you know, charging a dollar extra on handling time mm. or handling or they're upping their prices or they're doing some way so that they can secure uh, the fact that they're going to end up losing money on returns. Do you think, though, that just having that little free shipping, little star button that's on the, the item, might be enough to get you more purchases. People are going to be more willing to to buy from you. So over the long run, even if you do have to pay for a few to come back, just having that is going to like psychologically, people are going to be more willing to buy from you knowing that it's free. That's eBay's argument. eBay's argument is if people feel safe, like so for instance, if you go, there's two similar items. One is no returns and the other one is free returns. You feel you find safety in the fact that hey, this person is willing to take back my item if I don't like it, mm. right? Whereas this person, no matter what, they don't want to take it back. So maybe you know, maybe they're being shady. Maybe you know, not saying that's the case. And I respect a lot of resellers that don't do the free returns. Trust me. But 
eBay's argument is that people are going to be more willing to buy because they're going to feel more comfortable in the experience. Right. And maybe there's truth to that. Mm-hmm. Don't know. Because, I mean, that is a fear if you're a buyer buying something you used is, is this really in the condition that somebody says that it's in? And and I think that the ratings probably help a lot with that. But, I mean, having that free returns probably does help a lot of people that are maybe a little concerned. But then at the same time, if, if you're the unlucky one that has all of those random returns for no other reason than somebody gets it and decides, you know, buyer's remorse, so never mind, you know. Yeah, I don't want tr- this 36 inch, 35 pound Freddy Funko. Oh, oh man, that would be terrible. <laughs> and then what if it's destroyed? Yeah, yeah. I mean, because they're the ones packaging it. And oh, oh that's scary. Okay, great. Now, Sorry. now you got to lose some sleep that. on that one. Yeah, maybe I need to go local oh. on that one. Uh, the other thing that I've also heard about the free returns, which could work in the favor of sellers, is that I've heard that eBay will now side with sellers that have free returns. And let's say, for instance, sometimes you get this item not as described. And what I've heard is that eBay will side with sellers because they'll say, well, item may not have been as described, but there's free returns. So Mm. in the end, it's not costing the buyer anything to return this. And so if you get a negative feedback, it's possible that eBay may be willing to work with you. Don't do not. You know, what I'm saying is ultimate eBay policy. That's just what I've heard. Okay. So I mean. I think, I think, you know, just looking at all of this stuff in general, I mean, eBay, like you said, it's a business. They've got more at stake at this, honestly, probably than we do, right? Like they want to make our experience and the buyer's experience the best it can be. So if there's things that are wrong right now, they're either going to fix it or they're going to go under. And I don't think they want to go under, right? So, yeah. so I would say, um, you know, new coming into this there, you know, there's, I see frustration from people, but at the same time, I kind of get a little bit of, you know, there's, I don't have as much to lose, so I'm not as frustrated, but I kind of have some confidence that the market's going to work itself out, right? Yeah, and it's kind of the, I call it the the jack-in-the-box rule. So jack-in-the-box, and Chipotle's gone through this, where, you know, they had, like, some food poisoning or some E. coli or something years ago. I don't know if, do you remember that? Yep, I do. And I always made the argument that after that happened, jack-in-the-box was probably the safest place to eat. Mm. Because they're going to make sure that never happens again. Yep. They do not want that pub- excuse me, publicity. Yep. And so I think the same is true with eBay. Like, this has been a big deal. I mean, people are pretty angry about Glitchgate. They're angry about the pictures missing. They're angry about the fact that this came along at the same time as free returns. And so I think eBay right now definitely wants to be in the corner of sellers. Mm-hmm. And so I will have to wait and see eBay opens around the corner. So we'll see what they announce at eBay Open. This is a little bit off topic, but your little Jack in the Box thing reminded me of it. Uh, years and years ago, Del Taco got sued because people were saying they didn't have, um, it wasn't real beans. They were using like some fake powder beans. I think I've heard of this. They yeah. got sued, and it came out that they, they were the only fast food restaurant in their kind that was actually using real beans. Really? And so their all of their slogans and all of their stuff was, thank you for suing us. We are the only ones with real beans, right? Like So it actually helped them out. So wow. Kind of a little off topic. but Inter- That's know. interesting. So let's, I want everybody to be encouraged. Let's look at the upside of this. Let's keep listening. Let's keep selling. Cool. All right. So what else we got? All right. New things learned. So I feel like I always have a ton of stuff to learn, uh, but what have you learned? I mean, you're, you're the, uh, so veteran here. Yeah, no. Yeah. But I I say veteran, but I still got to learn. What I've learned is you always got to be ready to make that purchase. Mm. Um, I've had, you know, like with that Freddie Funko, like I, 
luckily I had the capital to buy that, you know, and what I find is I've had so many different scenarios where I would go to a garage sale and I didn't have enough money. Mm. And so I had to go back to the bank and it's kind of, here's a funny story. I, have I shared the story about like those boots that I, like I got, I bought like 70 pairs of boots. Mm. Do you remember that story? You told it to me. I don't think we've mentioned on the I podcast. didn't tell you all the bad parts of that story. Okay, so. Let's let me, hear it. Let's hear it. So I, I ran into a sales rep for a boot company at this garage sale. So he was selling all of the boots that were factory samples. And I should sell, this is for another podcast, but he was selling all these boots that were factory samples that he shows businesses for them to buy wholesale. So he had like, he was just trying to get rid of them. So I show up and I go, wow, like I could sell all of these and they would sell really well. I probably could make a lot of good money. And so, you know, I, I only had so much cash and he goes, uh, okay, I'll sell them all to you. And we negotiated a price and I was short, like, I don't know, two, $300. Mm-hmm. So I said, Hey, where's the nearest bank? And so on. And I am directionally challenged, mm. like I G, without GPS. Like again, if I was reselling before two thousand seven, before the iPhone, it'd be terrible. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't even find where these locations are. Yeah, map questing garage sales. That'd be oh, that'd be worse. That'd be a mess. So I left, and he gave me. I said, "Is it this street?" And let's say it was you know like Main Street, and he goes, "Oh yeah, it's Main Street." Well. It wasn't Main Street. Mm. So I went to the bank, and <laughs> there's another incident at the bank. That's for another story. I'm, I'm waiting for time to pass, but <laughs> I thought somebody had taken my money from the ATM, and that, that was a whole other story. So I'm already frazzled from that scenario, and I put this address in the GPS, and I can't find his house. Oh, no. Okay, so I'm talking about... Talk about major score. I'm talking about like three thousand dollar profit kind of score. Okay. Oh, I'd like be sweating it. Packing out the Honda Pilot kind of score. And I couldn't find the house. And this was in a subdivision where like five thousand houses, not five thousand, that's exaggerating. Okay. Three hundred houses and eight subdivisions in each, you know, so eight times three hundred, so about twenty four hundred houses all look the same. Oh. I was so. How long did it take you to find this house? Because I mean, you got two hours. Oh, two hours! I, I literally and I, I was doing the calculations in my mind. I thought, okay, if I sell all these items, it's still worth it to me to keep driving. If yep. I drive until midnight, yep. from from you know, this was about nine thirty a.m. By the way, I keep telling people keep grinding. This was at nine thirty a.m. By the way, garage sale had already been going on for two and a half hours, and no one thought about buying this guy out. Hmm. So I thought, hey, if I drive until midnight, I'm still going to have a mega score. So I'm going to keep driving until I find this house. Now, here's the catch, though. I do have a reseller business card. Mm. So I gave him my business card. So at noon, he gives me a call and goes, hey, are you still going to pick up these boots? And I said, yes, I am. <laughs> and I said, Where, you gave me this address. He goes, no, 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 that's a cross street. Oh. This is the street. And sure enough, within 15 minutes, I got there and I was able to still get those boots. Nice. Hey, that. I guess there, there's a, a case to be made to have a card, give your contact information out if you're making those kinds of contacts, right? Well, like, and what I'm saying is be ready. Yeah. Like have, if if you need to go to, you know, Vistaprint or whatever and get reseller cards made. I mean, think about it. It cost me 50 bucks for those cards. Mm. 
But in the end, it saved my hide. Like, I ended up still making, you know, I'm still making sales on those boots. Wow, that's nice. And, you know, the same thing with this Toys R Us that I came across. Like, had I not had the capital, I wouldn't have been able to make that purchase. Mm. So, so always be ready, you know, and part of that is make sure that the money you're making from eBay or whatever platform you're using, you're putting it right back into the business because right. there's going to come a day where you're going to need that capital. Yeah, I mean, definitely, I, I would say, I mean, everybody's got to have their, you've got to have your own model, right? Like what works for you, what works for your family, what works for your goals, what it is you're trying to do with reselling. Um, for me, it's, I've been kind of paying off the the fun things that my wife and I and my family have been doing like going to different amusement parks and going, that's kind of, it's been our fun money, right? Yeah. So what I've been doing is I take um, whatever the uh, initial investment was, the cost of the item automatically when that sells goes back into the business. Then about 50% of the profit goes back into buying more capital. And then I kind of split up the other 25, 25 for my fun money, 25 into like long-term savings, uh, savings, whether it's like stocks or something like that. So I'm diversifying the income that's coming in, but I'm pouring the majority of it back into buying more items. That way I have the capital. Yeah. If I find that big score, it's not going to be uh, an issue to say like, okay, this is going to cost me a thousand dollars today, but it's a $10,000 buy. So it's worth it. Yeah. I, yeah. You, I think you got the model down. I mean, that's, that took me a while. I remember when I was first reselling, like I remember I would use that money like all the time. Mm. I'd go out to eat or my kids were like, Hey, I want to go to the movies. And eventually I learned, like, I need to keep this money because yep. I'm going to need it at some purchase. And I don't know when, but I have to be ready. Yep. So how about you? What's something you learned? All right. So one of the things I learned, yeah, I mentioned, you know, different garage sales people were kind of giving things away almost, right? I mean, one literally gave me some stuff. But um, I went to one where the guy wasn't giving stuff away, but his prices basically were. Like, he had whole bins of stuff. And the bins were like, it said $1 or $2 or $3. Wow. And the things that were inside of it were like nice things. But like some of it was junk and some of it was nice, right? So you kind of had to look to see what was what. And there was one bin and it said $2 each. And inside the bin were a bunch of binoculars and some other things, right? And so I'm standing there and I'm looking at stuff. And so I pick up one of the binoculars and I start researching just that binocular, right? Okay. Like it's They're nice. They're not like cheesy binoculars. These are like nice looking binoculars. And there's, I think, five other binoculars in there. And another guy walks up on the other side of the table and reaches in and grabs one of the binoculars and then another pair. And I see him reaching for the third because as soon as I looked oh, it man. up, I see that they're selling for like 40 to $60, right? And these all have like similar name brands. Like three of them were the same, two of them were different, but it was also a good name brand. So like I'm grabbing the other two. So like both of our hands are like reaching for the same ones and like almost like a fight. This is intense. And, and my, I guess what I... Reality shows learned, that is. Yeah, it was pretty intense. Like, I thought we were going to get in a fist fight over these binoculars. Um, but what I learned is you, you've got to do the research, but you can't, if, if you've got a hunch, if you think it might be something, there's no harm in just picking them all up and holding them all, right? Like, if there's, Correct. like, 10 of an item, just grab them all, put them in a pile around you, and then look it up, right? And then if they don't turn out to be anything, go put them back. But if I'm looking up one of them and then somebody else comes and grabs the other nine... I just lost out, right? So I guess what I've learned is if you if you think it's something, grab it, grab all of them that you think might be worth it, look it up, and if it's not, put it back. But I guess I was a little too timid, um, and, and I lost out on on three pairs. I think he got three and I got two. 
Um, oh, of, man. Yeah. And you were the first one there. I was the first one there. Oh, I was I'm looking so at sorry. it. I was. I probably, for like a good 40 seconds, I'm like typing this in and looking at it. And then another guy just swoops up and starts grabbing them. As I've got the bin in front of me, but it wasn't like enough in front of me, right? So what I learned is be aggressive. Don't be so aggressive that you're like throwing elbows, right? But, yeah. but grab the items, look at it, protect what's yours until you decide that it's not worth being yours. Okay. And And how much... Well, how, can I ask how much were the binoculars going for? Two dollars. Two dollars. Yeah. So my advice would be next time just buy the whole bin. Mm. Like if you see two or three that you could sell for decent profit, it's just worth it to you to just buy it all. Mm. And then you know you may end up donating or tossing one or two, but in the end you re- <laughs> you rescued or you kept those right the ones that it. you wanted. Yeah. You know because I've done that before where I've gone someplace and I see a lot of junk and I see a lot of good things. And I see people come in, mm. and I'll just look at the person. I say, how much do you want for all of it? And I'll just buy it, and then I'll sift through it later. Mm. Because, yeah, sometimes you get in those scenarios, and, man, I got to tell you, you got to hustle out there. Yeah, you do. I mean, I'm learning that, and I'm learning that there's a lot of people out there that are hustling. Like, I didn't see, like, the same people at everyone, <clears> but I saw people that, like, you can almost tell right away when they'd pull up and they'd start looking at stuff that, okay, this person's reselling, right? So, I mean, it might be one of you listeners out there, and there's right. nothing like, hey, good for you for being out there, but you've got to hustle harder, right? Like, that's the thing. And so, you know, there was another instance that same day where I was looking at a DVD-VCR combo, and I grab it, and I'm asking the guy about uh, if he had a remote for it. And as I'm holding it, there's a lady standing over my shoulder waiting to see if I'd put it down. And she's asking, yeah, remote. And so she's asking about the remote, too. And then I asked him how much, because I had already looked it up, and they were selling for, like, $60. And so I asked the guy how much she would take for it, and he says $2. And you just see this other lady's eyes like get really big. And so I'm like, okay, I'll take it. And she just, boom, head drop, right? Like, so she was bummed. But, you know, that time I had already learned the lesson. Like, grab it. Don't just stand and ask. Like, hold it in my hands as I'm asking about it, right? Because I don't want somebody else to come up and say, oh, I'll take that. Yeah, it's a, it, okay, I got a similar story. So during this Toys R Us hustle, I was looking at Legos. And I there's this big set, and I picked it up, and I put it up, and I scanned it on the Amazon app. And I was trying to see how much, you know, it's going for. And while I'm scanning it, this dude comes up from the site and starts grabbing it. Oh, and I look at him like, I'm buying this. Like, what do you think you're doing? He goes, you already got that one. I'm like, no, 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 no. Do you see I'm working on this? And he goes, and then he just went ballistic. He goes, yeah, you came in with your card and you almost ran over my son. And this kid's just like playing, like nothing happened. And I said, I said, what are you talking about? You understand, like, you're getting angry at me about Legos. And he's like, mother F and blankety, blank, blank, oh, blank. And then, so, you know, I've no, I network with people. So the Toys R Us employees are looking at me, and they know me. Yeah. And I just said, listen, man, you don't want to do this. You don't want to do this. And he, you know, I can, I can be intimidated sometimes. And he backed off. And I can't, it's funny. Two grown men, right? Right. Lego. But I, I, wasn't, I wasn't fighting now. I'm just like, dude. Back off. Yeah. Who do you think you are? Oh. And then Toysers employee me goes, you know, we can get him kicked out for you. Mm. And I said, nah, it's all good. We'll, we'll let it go. But again, like, I mean, that was crazy. Yeah. I mean, literally, phone there, I picked it up. Like, it, it wasn't for him to take. Now, some of you out there might disagree. Maybe, like, the fact that I hadn't purchased it, it was still for a game. But I truly believe once you're scanning something, like, that's yours yeah, for the It's kind of like it's in your cart. Like, you can't shop out of other people's carts, right? Like, yeah. Oh, no, like you got to watch personal- out. I've seen people take stuff out of carts oh. at thrift stores. You got to be careful about that one. That's great. I'm serious. Oh. 
right. Anyways, okay. okay. All right. Here we Let's go. Let's talk about the hustle of the week. Hey. Hustle of the week. So. Oh, wait. Before we do hustle of the week, yeah. guys, listen up. If you've got a hustle of the week, hit us up. Uh, Instagram, uh, Twitter, right? Just Pure Hustle Podcast. Hashtag Pure Hustle Podcast. Pure Hustle Cast on Twitter. Well, you can, that's at Pure Hustle Cast if you want to like actually call us out on it. But if you type in Pure Hustle Podcast on on Twitter, we're looking for that. We'll find it. Let us know what your hustle of the week is, right? So if you're finding something that's big, if you get a a good sell, let us know. Uh, We'll shout you out. We'll talk about it on the show and we're sharing the information, right? So, so we're all kind of helping each other. Yeah, and don't and if you want to email us, that still works. Yeah, we have an email. email. We've you got can a phone number, call us. Yeah, it's on our Insta, it's on our Facebook. We're at Pure Hustle Podcast at gmail.com. Yep. Again, Pure Hustle Podcast at gmail.com if you want to email us. You can also call us. Uh, we also have a Google Voice. You can leave a message. Uh, it's about three minutes long. And so you could also contact us there. Uh, that's uh, at area code 619-738-1170. That's 619-738-1170. Hit us up. Yeah, give us a call, leave a message, and we'll, we'll play it live. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Well, not live, but we'll play the recording live yeah. while we record it. And then you get to show all your friends, right? Like, hey, check it out. I was on the podcast. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, please. I, and and actually, talking about that, I want to give a shout-out to, uh, you know, somebody we contacted, contacted earlier today, and we were talking about, What's your hustle of the week? And I want to give a shout out on Instagram to Thriftzilla. Uh, if you're not following Thriftzilla, if you go on his Insta, he has a lot of great items he's picking up and he and he's reselling. And so one of the things I t- took a look at, he had this old school uh, Panasonic radio uh, that he picked up. And so I DM'd him and I asked him, hey, talk to me about this. Can we share this? And he was great. Mm-hmm. I mean, really sociable. And, and he had told me that basically he had gone to this estate sale uh, and there was a resale agent that was just pretty much trying to get rid of everything in the house so they mm-hmm. could sell the house. And and he picked up this Panasonic radio. I, I believe he said that he picked it up for about two, $2, $3. You can check it out. And he ended up selling uh, for about, I'm t- taking a look here, for $35 plus 99 shipping. So he paid $3. Wow. $3. So not bad at all. And, you know, he not only bought that item, but he bought several other items uh, during this during this estate sale, he ended up purchasing a VHS VCR combo, an entire bookshelf of books. He didn't even tell me how much he got that. I'm mm. I'm guessing he does some Amazon FBA uh, and two military canteens. Nice. And so definitely a hustle. Yeah, that's awesome. Congratulations, you know, Thriftzilla. That was a good one. Yeah, and he also had mentioned. I'm I'm just gonna say what he meant. He also had mentioned uh, to check out somebody else. Name is Eth the Thrift Lord. He has some awesome names. That's huh? pretty good name. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he had picked up like 50 plus NES mini systems shipped to Amazon. So nice. That's good. And actually, I had I see those systems. I'm kind of back and forth because the market's volatile mm. on those. But hey, thank you. Through uh, are you gonna edit this out? Me fumbling with this. No, his name? it's good. Keep it going. Thriftzilla. <laughs> I want to say thank you to Thriftzilla. We'll actually put his handle name on our YouTube. Uh, we'll also put it on our podcast. Just a shout out. Thanks so much for contacting us and. All you other resellers out there, if you got a score or hustle of the week you want to share with us, those of you that are new, just starting, if you're excited about something, share with us. Yeah, I mean, because what it doesn't always have to be like a, a you know, you're not having to make $10,000 on an item, right? Like that that was a $35 profit potentially. Um, any kind of profit you're making at all, if it's your big one of the week, you, you're learning something new, there's something else to look for, that's a that's a good hustle. So you want to hear mine? Yeah, sure. All yeah. right. Let me, let me give you my hustle of the week. Okay. And then I want to hear yours because yours probably outdoes mine. 
So I was at a I was at a garage sale. This was a couple weekends a couple weekends ago. I don't think I've talked about this yet. I I bought Mike a, always holds things from me. Yeah, yeah. We're I, not married, so it's okay. <laughs> I bought a uh, a satellite phone. Right. I, I did tell you about this. I just didn't like talk a Jack about Bauer it. kind of satellite phone. Yeah, like uh, what are they like the GPS, the world satellite phones? You could talk really? to somebody anywhere, like right? Your like CIA garage sale or something. Yeah. It was the weirdest thing because there was nothing else electronic there, and it was in the bottom of, like, a shoebox, and there were some other, like, components to this. Interesting. And so I asked the guy, I said, so does this, I looked it up, um, and they're selling for quite a bit of money for, like, 150 right? And so I asked the guy, I said, does it work? And he's like, nope. He says, like, it turns on, it powers up, but the screen doesn't work, right? And so, sure enough, like, I put the battery in, we tried it, and, and it, the screen didn't work. So what I ended up doing is he gave me all the pieces to it. I was able to talk him down to, I think, 3 three or $4. He wanted like $20 for it. I got him down to 3 or $4. And I, I split it up into like different listings. So I listed the satellite phone with the two batteries it came with and the wall charger. Okay. Not working as is. I like took all the pictures, explained, turns on, screen doesn't work. And I think I sold it for like $49 or $59 for just that piece. Wow. Then I took the car charger because I saw some people were selling just the car chargers. I took the car charger and that sold for $35. So you parted it out. We I parted about it out. Yeah, yeah. One of our previous episodes. Yep. So I parted it out and I still have an antenna adapter piece uh, that hasn't sold yet, but a, a, a comps are selling for about $35. So I did pretty well on this, like I, yeah, an item good. that didn't work at all. And I was kind of like, okay, I'll spend the $4 doesn't work. And parting it out into pieces, I ended up, you know, I think overall it's going to be probably plus or minus somewhere around a hundred dollars profit on on this on this satellite phone that didn't work. So you always get these. You, you tell me I'm going to give you a better hustle, but you get these sweet deals. Is it, is it pretty good hustle? That's yeah, pretty. I good. felt good about that. Nice. So my hustle of the week, it's kind of I've been in this Funko kind of world. Mm. So you know I got Freddie Funko. I would say that was a hustle. Uh, I also I ended up selling like this. Uh, Joker Funko Pop uh, from like Comic Con. I, I bought it at a garage sale maybe a year ago for I, I want to say like uh, five to ten bucks. Uh, but it has some creasing on the box and collectors are big about that. But I still sold it uh, for fifty dollars, so that was nice. But uh, it was kind of interesting. So on Monday, I ended up I, I went to Target because there's some toys that are gonna be re- released and I think they're gonna be big sellers for mm. Q4. And I went and you saw this in my Insta story. And I went, and, you know, I'm in line, and you never know why people are waiting outside of the store, right? right? So I'm like, oh, are these people really here to buy toys? Like, maybe this dude, like, his wife, like, said, you better get this before the picnic, right? right? Yep. Or somebody, you know, they forgot something for work, and they're just waiting for the doors to open. So I'm there, and I'm like, I don't think anybody's here for anything, right? Doors open, and people are, like, moving. Like, three, four guys are, like, moving, I'm like, uh, what? Where are they going? Okay, maybe they're going to the shoe section, or maybe they're going to electronics. No, they're all going to toys. Huh. So I'm like freaking out, like, no, like I don't want to have to like deal with other people and competition. That that's one of the things I don't like about Q4. Like, mm. I love the hunt, but I don't like it when it's like super intense. Right. Like, I just get anxiety about it. So they're going, and then I see them like they all get in line. So I'm like. I'm going to get in line. Yeah. Maybe they're, and I don't know why. So I ended up being the second in line. 
And what they were selling uh, were, I guess, there's these limited release, like, Harry Potter Funko Pops. Nice. I had no idea. Huh. And so <laughs> people are not going to be a fan of mine after this. So there's only four of this, like, uh, I think it's a 10-inch. I think his name is Doppy. Like, I, I've never watched a Harry Potter movie <laughs> or read a Harry Potter book, okay? So there are four of those, and then the, there are, like, four other Bazillas or something. Maybe I'm getting the name wrong. Mm. And they're like, hey, are you guys out here for that? And I'm like, I look at it, look at the item. I'm like, yep. And they're like, well, we only have four. So who are the first four? And I'm like, I'm nice. number two. And I ended up buying, you know, those two. And and I know one of them, I paid 30 flips for, you know, anywhere from 70 to 100. And the other, I think I paid... I want to say 15 to 18, and that one's flipping for like 70 to 80 right now. Nice. So the reason it's a hustle of the week is kind of it goes in theme with the I, thing I've learned is that you always got to be ready. Right. Right. And the item you actually. Didn't, you didn't walk into the store to buy that, but you realized that was a thing, so you bought it. Yeah. So I, you know, I flexed and I bought it and I ended up making money. And actually, the items I went there for are not being released yet. Mm. So I'm not sure how people got their hands on these items, but. They they have them. They're just not allowed to sell them yet. So you know, people have kind of hustled their way in other stores. So that was kind of a cool hustle of the nice. week. That's a good one. So the only thing I don't like about items like this is like I always worry that something's gonna happen. Mm. So the other day I asked my son, like I purposely moved it out of my car and I put it in a place in my house. Going this, there's no way it's gonna get damaged. I asked my son to take out the trash and like oh, he no. dropped something on the box. Oh, and I'm like no. And I I don't think there's a crease. I think it's a developing crease. <sighs> and I put some things heavy there on top of it so, like, it doesn't develop. And I think it's good. Okay. But, th- again, that's one of the reasons I'm not a fan of collectible things yeah. because you got to make sure they're, they're pristine. Everything meant. stays meant. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, that was the hustle of the week. Cool. It's a good one. Yes, yeah, so if you've got yours, make sure to share it. We'd love to hear. Yeah. And, and how about bolos? Let's talk about bolos now. Bolos, yeah. Do, do you have your bolo of the week? Uh, again, I feel like I, I always have the least to offer on this one because I haven't been doing this as long as you have. One thing I've noticed um, that I've seen at quite a few uh, garage sales that I haven't even really spent time looking into, and finally I was at one, and I, I grabbed it as a bundle for something else because I was trying to talk a guy down. Okay. Uh, but I, I've seen a lot of, like, audio equipment that's not, like, the typical audio equipment, but, like, microphones and, like, things like that. Okay. And I feel like microphones sometimes are a dime a dozen, right? Because there's, like, the karaoke microphones everywhere that that probably are worth nothing. But I found a microphone that just looked like it was one of the many others that I've seen, and I look at it, and I grab it, and it was a little heavy, heavier than other ones I've, I've actually picked up. And I looked it up, and it was selling for, like, $100. And really? I was able to talk the guy down to 10 because I bundled it with something else. Um, but I just think back to all of the garage sales that I walked by microphones and you never know if somebody was like a hobbyist for a little while, you know, they were doing singing in their garage or they've got a little band going. So they end up going out and spending money on band equipment or microphones or things that I have, I have no idea that world, Okay. but they have it. And so then they sell it. So be on the lookout for not just a, a cheesy karaoke microphone, but like audio equipment that, um, you know. Learn the brands, right? Like, I don't know all the brands, but learn, start looking at that because I see them everywhere. And now I'm thinking, I need to learn some of these brands because there, there's some money to be made. True. And you always have to expand your knowledge yeah. base. I mean, I keep, on Insta, I keep saying that. Like, you got to keep, you know, growing that. Mm. Good. What was your bolo? 
So my bolo, uh, and I just, this is what I wanted to share, and I was going to share this last time I kind of held out. So I sold this a little bit ago, but, you know, there was a time on, on eBay where everybody was getting into mesh trucker hats. Mm. And I remember there was a time I could sell a mesh trucker hat for like 50 to $80. Now, I still can every once in a while. If it's a vintage one, it's something that people want. It's unique. But an item that people look past sometimes are like old, like company hats. Mm. Okay, so something I sold, and I'll, I'll post this on the Insta. Uh, I sold a Wiener Schnitzel hat. Okay, Wiener Schnitzel employee hat. <laughs> All right, right. It's kind of like you'll see on the picture. It's like a, I don't know. It's like puffy, like small brim. Yeah, like like, a, I, like an old like train conductor hat. Yeah, they're kind of like yeah. that. And I remember I picked it up for ten cents. It was kind of like a lot. I remember I picked up. I think I want to say like fifty hats for like ten dollars. Mm. And I I listed it for 75 bucks. And it's funny because, you know, I'm sure some people are like, that's crazy. Like, you won't get that. And I ended up learning a long time ago that if it's something that's not listed, mm. and you, this is part of the, like, the last podcast, right? I go sky's the limit. I didn't try to list this for $1,000. Okay? <laughs> but I did list it for 75 And sure enough, I sold this old employee winner. Sh- <laughs> Wiener schnitzel hats for fifty dollars. That's a that's a good one. I mean, just thinking of of all of the things that I pass up when I'm in a in a, a thrift store, and you find you know a brand shirt that you like, but it's like oh, it's it's branded for you know some Ford business or some you know it's got a brand on it, some some business, and so I pass it up. But you know there there's probably somebody out there who used to work for that company that's like, hey. I wore one just like that back in, you know, the 70s. Yeah, I mean, just, just nostalgia or yeah. whatever, you know. I It was funny. I sold, I had this lot of five Sony hats. And they were just very basic. Like, it said Sony and then San Diego or something. And I think I bought, I, I think it was five, but there was like 10 hats. There's other hats from other companies. And I think I sold each of them for about 25 to $40. Nice. Right. And these were things I really didn't think I was going to sell right away, but they sold within a month. And maybe I should have sold them for more, Mm. but it was, it was very, it was interesting. So just be on the lookout. Yeah. Old, old vintage company logo apparel is good to go. Yeah. And and again, we said this in our last podcast do your research. Don't, don't just, don't see one for 30 bucks and say, well, I hear they sell for 70. You check to make sure that there's yeah, not Yeah, because it could be a hat that was like mass produced yeah. and there's like, you know, 20,000 of them and there's no value to yep. that hat. So. Cool. All right. Well, we're almost coming to an end here. Uh, what are you looking forward to? I'll tell you what I'm looking forward to. Um, and, and I saw that you posted something similar to this on, on I think it was Instagram. The last week or so, I've done some shopping, and I just haven't had time. I've been doing some other things to actually do listing. Right? Okay. So I probably have 50 to 60 items that need to be listed. I'm looking you forward. You have death piles already? I have death piles. It's terrible. I'm looking forward to listing those items and being able to sleep better and actually make money on those things. Right? Because right now, there's it's potential profit, but it's it's not as potential profit as it can be as soon as it's listed. So... I'm ready to I'm ready to have that off my chest to list those items and, and start making money. I feel your pain. I mean, you know, you saw those videos about those 30 shirts that I yep. took a picture of, and then I measured, and I still haven't listed them. Oh, man. Right? And and it was interesting. That was that could have been the hustle of the week. 
I would say probably half of those shirts were new with tags too. Wow. So I'm going to make money on those shirts. I just got to list them. Got to list them. Is that, we'll talk about that in another episode, the, maybe some of the motivation behind different aspects of, of reselling, right? Like it's a lot of fun, at least for me to go and buy stuff. Not as much fun to list it. I don't, I don't know. There's some people that find it peaceful and relaxing. Really? Yeah. And so I think that's, you know, everybody has their thing and maybe how do we, how do we make it so we enjoy all of it? So cool. So what I'm looking forward to, I would say I'm looking forward to good garage sales. You know, I, I did, you know, uh, today I posted on Insta. I ended up picking up some Bose speakers, some Doc Martin shoes, some Reebok uh, blacktop pump shoes, and that was all good. But I haven't had a garage sale where, like, my trunk is, like, packed, like mm. I can't fit anymore. Mm. So I'm hoping that this weekend uh, when, you know, you, you and I go out or or at some point in time when we hit the garage sale Saturday morning that I'll eventually have to say I can't do anymore. Like, my trunk is full. I haven't had that happen in about two months, so I'm hmm. looking forward to that. Cool. Well, there we go, right? We'll, we'll see. Things to look forward to. Hopefully, you guys uh, get some good thrifting and garage sales, and, and make sure you're on the lookout for those items we talked about. And if you've got something that we should be on the lookout for that maybe you've realized over the years or, or just realized is a thing, uh, let us know. Hit us up. Yeah, hey, and make sure if, if you watch our YouTube, please like and subscribe. Our YouTube's kind of hurting a little bit. Just want to want some love on there. Feel free to comment. Yeah. We'll make sure to comment with you. Uh, you can also, again, find us on social media, uh, Instagram and Facebook. We are Pure Hustle Podcast. On Snapchat and Twitter, we are Pure Hustle Cast. You could also contact us on email, Podcast at gmail.com, and give us a call at 619-738-1170. Hey, I want to give a shout-out again to Thriftzilla. Thanks so much for contacting us and sharing with us your hustle of the week. Anything else? I think that's it. All right. Hey, thanks for listening to episode four. Episode four. Continue listening, and we love all the support. Appreciate all of you. Thanks so much. All right. So make sure that you be real. Be relevant and be reselling. Late. Peace.